That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Word of the bathroom incident spread immediately. Wherever I went, campers pointed at me and murmured something about toilet water. Or maybe they were just staring at Annabeth, who's still pretty much dripping wet. She showed me a few more places. The metal shop, where kids were forging their own swords. The arts and crafts room, where satyrs were sandblasting a giant marble statue of a goat man. And the climbing wall, which actually consisted of two facing walls that shook violently, dropped boulders, sprayed lava, and clashed together if you didn't get to the top fast enough. Finally, we returned to the canoeing lake, where the trail led back to the cabins. So you're a demigod. That's right, you heard me. One of your parents is actually a Greek god. Around here we say half-blood instead of demigod. Words and names are important in a world of magics and gods, you know. If your godly parent is undetermined, you'll be sleeping in cabin 11, the Hermes cabin. Hermes, being the god of travelers, takes in all sorts. Until your godly parent has claimed you, you'll be in there. I'd watch out for some of those actual Hermes kids, though, as he's also the god of thieves. The other 11 cabins are for the other Olympian gods, although not all of them have godly children, such as the maiden goddesses Artemis or Hera, who has only ever had children with Zeus. It's a lot to take in, but you get used to it. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as her godly parent. I'm Taylor from Cabin 6. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. So, uh, I lava that wall. I can't make my face any, like, smaller in just, like, trying to hide. I want to know how this is for people just listening. Just, because I have to see it, but they can't see it. <laughs> they can't see your disappointed face. Just imagine <laughs> my mouth going, my mouth goes completely f- flat. And just the rest of my facial features just go in towards the center. <laughs> that, that, then you'll cut. <laughs> There's, there's sort of a nose flare in there, too. I was trying to think of a good one, and that was the best one I came up with for this week, so I'm happy I still made you mad. Um, uh, I feel like uh, before we start some of the things, we should talk about something that we totally forgot about. <laughs> um, we did a poll, like, uh, a few weeks back at this point. Uh, back when we had the, was it chapter four, I think, was, was yes. when we did a poll? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what was it? I asked the question, um, how does Gover keep from smelling like a goat? Because we asked that during the the episode. And the options were um, Axe Body Spray or Pants Air Fresheners. Um, and of course, uh, our pod daddy, Christina, cheated on this. And on our Twitter poll, she voted three times from three separate Twitter accounts. So, 
even taking out those two votes, uh, does it does it still win? I believe so. I'm trying to do the math here. I can't do that math. Is it seven votes? Yeah, that should still win. I believe it still wins. So it's it's um pants air fresheners that should win. Grover puts air fresheners in his pants. But then a lot of people were saying in the in the comments. Axe body spray scented air fresheners or just both. Yeah, we, we got both. People wanted to say both. Um, also, it was uh, also funny to me that um, I did the same poll on Instagram and uh, Axe body spray won <laughs> it. But it doesn't tell me what the, the results are anymore because it's been a while. I don't know if anyone cheated on that one. Looking at you, Christina, through your ear holes. But when it's just a regular post, it's good validation. Yeah, it is good validation. But also, don't skew our results. It's rude. We are trying to be successful statisticians here. When she says big words like that, I think we're very professional here. I say big words to my students sometimes to make it seem like I know what I'm doing. Well, that's good. Um, I just throw in a, a transubstantiation here or there and we're good. That works. That works. Um, what do, what do we talk about? Uh, what do we read this week, should I say? What are we about to talk about? This week we are reading chapter seven, My Dinner Goes Up in Smoke. If you didn't do your homework, here's what you missed. Percy feels everyone watching him, again, after word about the bathroom incident spreads across camp. He repeatedly tries to apologize to Annabeth, who is more focused on getting to see the Oracle. Annabeth finally gets Percy to realize he is a demigod, and he continues on his existential crisis. She does reveal that he will most likely not be safe in the mortal realm because of the monsters, and tells him about the magical fence around the camp that protects from mortals and monsters alike. Something shady is happening on Mount Olympus, and Annabeth is very interested in being the one to solve the case. She leaves Percy to return to the Hermes cabin, where he has a heart-to-heart conversation with Luke. At dinner, Percy is introduced to the ritual of sacrifice, and he finishes his first real night at camp. Fun stuff, fun stuff. That was a good reminder for me as well of what happened in the chapter. And from our notes, I can tell that we, we do not know where nor why the fuck we are. Yeah, I... I'm still, like, I've literally gotten a map and tried to, like, use by description where it would be located. I will figure this out if it is the last thing I do. When you do, please, please figure it out. Please have, like, a picture and we'll post that. It'll just be, like, a really zeroed-in Google Earth, like, image of just this really small speck of New York. I'm just, I'm imagining, like, the, the, like, the murder board, like... That meme. But the Charlie Day. But like, but it's like just like this one image of <laughs> New York. And there's just lines everywhere like, it's not here. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of X's like, nope, it can't be here. Nope, it can't be here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's you. Thankfully, no history stuff this week or else we'd be here for an hour hearing me complain about uh, wood alcohol. Yeah, well, we don't have anything as um quite as big as Dionysus. Damn that guy. I I love I love Dionysus. But we're not going to be talking about that anymore. 
This week on In Case You Mythed It, I, I still like the title. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, I got, we got two things to talk about. We got demigods and sacrifices because they, they said demigod for like the first time this chapter. <laughs> oh, fun, fun shit. All right. All right. Simplest definition. What is a demigod? It's, it's the child of a mortal and a god. There, we did it. That's it. That's in case you missed it. We're done. Episode's over. <laughs> um, so, here on the very all-important official Wikipedia for Demigod. It's a great time here. Uh, so, Demigod is translated from the Latin word semi-deus, which is just half-god. Wow. Wow, they did it. <laughs> It's 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 fine, and there's it's also there's also um, a Greek word for it, which is hemitheos. It's just it's a, it's just a bunch of half god. That's it. Yeah, it's just means half god. It's a bit. It's a very complicated term, you know. And obviously, throughout like a bunch of different mythologies, not just Greek and Roman, there have been other demigods, like. The famous, like, first hero ever, Gilgamesh, is a demigod. Gilgamesh. I fucking love Gilgamesh. Talk to me about that Gilgamesh. That is a messed up story. Exactly. But Poor once Gilgamesh. again, it's a it's a story of um a boy and his boyfriend who dies. <laughs> you know, just like the just like in the Trojan War. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same as like Achilles. <laughs> um, spoiler alert for the Iliad. Yeah, I know, like, <laughs> in case you didn't know, Patroclus dies. <sighs> I'm literally just on the Wikipedia that says demigod. Okay, so, I love that, like, Celtic is just, like, the one, and it's, oh god, can I, can I pronounce it? Can I pronounce his name? It's, I want to say it's Kuk... No, it's, uh... Kukulain. That's what it yes. is. Kukulin. I was like, I'm trying to remember how Red from Overly Sarcastic Productions Because <laughs> I can hear her voice in my mind like, this is how you say it. I, I, listen, I listen to a podcast where they... It's, it's Irish. It's not Greek. Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> Are you really sorry to Ireland? No, because I am actually Irish, so I can't be sorry. So yeah, Cuculain is um, a famous Celtic warrior, demigod, son of the Irish god Lu, I want to say. Yeah, it's Lu. Yeah. They have just a bunch of extra letters in Irish. It is fun to try so, to pronounce that shit. Just like all of French, which... Yes, but I, I know how to pronounce things in French, because I took French for like, how many years? Four years, I think? I only took it for two years. I regretted my decision because Spanish is so much better, which I took for eight years. Actually, no. It was five years. Because seventh and eighth grade, and then freshman year. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. That's five years. Although technically seventh and eighth grade supposedly counted as one year of French. I don't know what the logic is there. Anyway. Probably went slower. I guess. Anyway, 
Um, also, it says there are demigods in Hinduism, mm-hmm. but they're a little bit different. They're um, deities who were once human and later become gods. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard of, like, things like Nandi that. Nandi and Garuda. Yeah. And the Mahaparada. Yeah. That is quite an epic, I've heard. It's long. It's some long shit. I, I read part of it to help teach to my kids uh, when we did Hinduism. Um, I got very, very lost. Because I know there's, like, another term that's that's... That also means, like, somebody who was a person or a human and then became a god. I know there are, like, other terms for that that, like, aren't just demigod. And, like, also some some things are, like, mistranslated to be, like, demigod. There's Um, apotheosis. Can I pronounce that? Probably not. Oh, wait, wait. Nope. No, I don't think I want to pronounce that. I'm gonna send you this page. So <laughs> zoom, 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 zoom. Like Mahako, boom, boom. This is this is just like a fun term that means a lot of shit, but sometimes sure it sh- means like I'm pretty much Sean or Shen, depending on. I'm just like it's an X, and I feel like I'm gonna pronounce it wrong because there's an X. Just thinking like it's spelled. Okay. X I A N. Well, because I'm thinking the X I is Chi. Yeah, which makes sense. Because that's like the life force and stuff. And it, it means like a lot of different things in Chinese. And often it means someone who's immortal. Sometimes it means somebody who like became a god. Xian. I thought it was something interesting to bring up. Because it made me think of that when I was looking up demigod. Uh, there was a train of thought that I was going on when I was talking about demigod, though, too. So sometimes different mythologies are, like, translated in different ways. And sometimes, um, like, even Maui is um, translated to be a demigod when that's not exactly what he is. Because... Hawaiians have like a whole different word for it. Oh, can mm-hmm. I pronounce? I no, I can pronounce that. I can't spell it. Is the difference? Um, I know it. It's called a kupua. Mm. That's what they are in um Hawaii, where they're like they're not called gods, but they're not mortal either. It's a different thing entirely. Um, so like they're kind of between, I guess. Oh. I don't know. If you could try to <laughs> Are you looking for this now? I wonder if it's on Maui's page. It might be on like... I just looked up Ho- Hawaiian religion. Okay. It is polytheistic and animistic. I just love that like this is the opposite for me where I can I can pronounce it. I just can't spell it. <laughs> Kane, Kulona, Kanaloa for the main four. Oh, yeah. K-U-P-U-A. Yep. And then there's the guardian spirits who are the Amakua. Yeah. And these are, like, different, like, spirits. Sometimes described as monsters, shapeshifters. They're, like, kind of gods, but also not. 
but also maybe demigods. Often it gets Koopa what gets translated as either demigod or god. So fun stuff. Demigods are more complicated than you would think. Even though they're they're very simple in definition. <laughs> the term just gets used a lot for random people. Oh, I like I like this thing, um here on the demigod page. It says, um, I love it that it mentions Paradise Lost. And it says I was that, just about to bring that up. Yeah, it mentions that, um, so John Milton, who wrote Paradise Lost, described angels as demigods, which, I mean, I guess they are, but, like, why is it demi? Why aren't they just, like, I mean, they're not gods, but, like, why are they only half? <laughs> What's the other half? <laughs> they were created only by God. <laughs> I have questions. Maybe that's why they're only half, because they're only half formed. Oh, okay. They're not they're not full beings, they're only half beings. Yeah. That I mean that could be another def the give me another definition for demigod. Yeah. Because demi are just that's my head canon. It also mentions um Percy Jackson on here, which is great. I love And Hercules, love you know that. And Hercules! Even though Okay, I love that it has this little caveat where um, it mentions Hercules the animated series because in the movie, he's described as a mortal, and he's not. And but in the series, he's called a demigod. So, fun little things here. Okay, I think that's all I have to say about demigods. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot more to say as the series goes on. Oh yeah, a whole lot more. <laughs> now here comes uh, sacrifices. No, not human sacrifices. Yeah, caveat, don't kill people. That's That was just, like, my favorite thing. I was telling Taylor before we recorded, I, I like, went to the Wikipedia page for sacrifice. <laughs> and I love that it has section for human sacrifice. And it has to smoothly say, human sacrifice is no longer officially condoned in any country. And any ca- cases which may take place are regarded as murder. <laughs> it has to say that specifically. And that just makes me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, so... Of course, we have um a ton of different types of sacrifice, but none of the human variety. At least not. I don't think we do. I'm not going to talk about that, because it's not important here. Anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, well... Okay, okay, okay. Technically, human sacrifice does kind of occur in in mythology, but it's not, like, the same way, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can make an argument for, like, Andromeda in the Perseus myth, where she's, like, sacrificed to appease the, um... Oh, God, what's the monster? There's a sea monster. I'm also blanking. Yeah, I'm blanking. It is a sea monster. I know that part. Oh, no. Taylor Taylor's world is falling apart. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah, I don't know why I had to say like, no, we're not going to talk about human sacrifice because we, I, we, we, we are. <laughs> I'm dumb. It's yeah, okay. Cetus is the name. Are you sure it's not Cadus? It might be Cadus. I don't know. I feel like it's because I knew it was a C word, but I feel like it's like a hard C. I. It's C. It's C E T U S for anybody who cares. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it is a soft C. Now I'm thinking... 
Slight tangent. Now I'm thinking of um, a decom where they say Cetus Lapidus. Um, Xenon. Xenon. For, Xenon yeah. for anybody who likes decoms. That's a fun one. So maybe it is Cetus. It is Cetus. Okay, fine. I'm just, I was just crazy for a second there. And never again I, will I be crazy. <laughs> never again! <laughs> I didn't mean that to sound as doubtful of you. Shut up, Taylor. Uh, okay, bye. This is my podcast. <laughs> I'm taking over. Let's talk about sacrifice. I am um, the captain now. So, of course, we also have um, the sacrifices to the Minotaur. I'm still going to talk about fucking human sacrifice. We're just, we're here. We're talking about that. Because they sent um, seven men and seven women to be sacrificed to the Minotaur. Because we, we talked about this. We've already mentioned Throwback. this in an episode. Episode three? Four? Four. Four. I don't. I don't fucking remember what's going on here. We barely talk about Percy Jackson. We only talk about mythology and wood alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly wood alcohol. <laughs> I am so angry about people drinking wood alcohol. You don't understand. Why would you bring it up? Now I'm angry. <laughs> I remember because I was trying to think of something that you've talked about. And that was like the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, of course, we also have had animal sacrifices, though, because, um, the, once again, the reason the Minotaur exists is because fucking Mi- Minos, 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 Minos. Minos. I can't pronounce words. I'm sorry, me, Grace. Me, knows. Me, me knows. Me knows. Me knows. <laughs> it, it's me knows that can smell. There you go. <laughs> what are you going to do when we get to a certain book? I'm just... I'm not going to speak, ever. <laughs> It'll just be me. Yes, Taylor will shut up. Actually, she won't. She doesn't shut up. Yeah, I'm, my entire job requires me to talk. Fucking Minos would not sacrifice this bull, and that's why we have the Minotaur. So, yes, yeah, sacrifices to gods. They're important, but I really want to get to the other thing about sacrifices, and that involves one of my actual, like, favorite Greek characters, which is Prometheus. Mm. I love this man, and we get to talk about him for, like, a second here, because sacrifices are, like, kind of important to his story with the instilling fire. So, 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 so. Yeah, because he was literally, like, trying to help people and, like, get them to be able to, um, get the better, like, parts of meat. Because Zeus was hogging all the good parts of the meat for himself whenever, um, people would sacrifice to the gods. They had to sacrifice, like, the the good part. And because of, uh, Prometheus, he, he, like, tricked Zeus... And he gives him, like, two pieces of meat, one of which is, like, you know, gives him um, an ox's stomach, which, like, doesn't look pleasing, but is good, apparently. And he gives him um, bones wrapped in some fat, which looks nice, but is not good. 
And Zeus chooses the fat and the bones. So that means that um, people only have to sacrifice that to the gods instead. Which is nice for them. That means they can they can eat the good parts of the, the meat. And it's good. And this is why Zeus hides fire from people. Because he's like, well, shit. Now I'm not going to be getting good sacrifices. Fuck these humans. Prometheus is the true story. Prometheus is the true hero of Greek of mythology. All of mythology. Yeah. I often think that. I just needed to bring that up for a second. Continue. I will I will be mad when a certain book comes up when the one time he's ever in this, I will be mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick, you did my boy dirty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically Prometheus is great. Um I don't see anything about it here, but I, I think somewhere that, like, Prometheus also ends up getting, like, the best part of, um, sacrifices because of, um, because he ends up giving he- fire to humans. He ends up getting, like, the better part of all the sacrifices because of that. I'm not finding it here. But I know I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> Stop taking me to the film every time I want to type in Prometheus. <laughs> every time that's great are you trying to fact check me no I was just I'm now I'm just looking at the pictures because I enjoy looking at the pictures on the wiki pages you enjoy looking at the half naked men mm-hmm. and the really bad satyrs being being ace while, while looking at the stuff is really convenient because I just feel nothing I mean I'm not going to say that I feel anything for those people you might. I don't know. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not attracted to these paintings of these half-naked men. These half-naked old men. What about the Torture of Prometheus painting by Salvatore Rosa? The painting? No! That's Look disgusting! It. It's all bloody. It's, it's gross. This is great for audio. This is really great for it audio. Is. <laughs> I mean, uh, I... As always, this will be linked. I do really like the, the sculpture by... I don't want to pronounce things because I I'm hmm. which which one is it like the one oh at the it's top. French so it's Nicolas Sebastian Adam it's in the Louvre it does look cool I'm not gonna say I'm attracted to this man because I'm not looking at him like straight on I don't know I can't see his face. Sometimes people are attracted to paintings and statues. I'm not here to judge. I'm, them. I'm not here for that. I am, um, I don't know what sexuality would that, that would be. I'm not attracted to statues. I am, no, I'm not going to make something up for that. But, um, maybe I would be attracted to Galatea, but only when she becomes a person. That is a mythology reference that I don't know if you'll get it. Maybe, I think Taylor's got it because she's laughing. Yeah. But I don't know if you listener will get it. I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe someday. Uh, okay, I think that's all I have to go on for sacrifice. Do we want to talk about the chapter, maybe? <laughs> no, I, I want to talk about human sacrifice for a second. I want to tell a story about him oh, class time. Oh, no. So I did the Aztecs at the end of January, and my kids just could not handle the phrase human sacrifice. Why? Just, they, they, they were just... All, all they kept saying was why. 
And, like, it glitched them out for a good week. Because every time they'd just be like, why? 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 Okay. And I'm like, I expected you children to enjoy talking about human sacrifice because of who you are. Gross children. I love them so much. Okay. You know, I'm noticing a pattern here. I feel like all the human sacrifice is to Poseidon or, like, the sea. That would make sense because of... I feel like I can extrapolate on that, but we might be here for, like, another half hour because I have thoughts on why that is. Well, it just makes me think of sailors and stuff end up dying in the sea, like... Okay, okay, fine. So, like, there was a time in, like, earlier mythology where Poseidon was a god of, like, death in the underworld. Yeah. So, human sacrifice, I don't know, it feels like it kind of might fit there. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, yeah. I always, like, took it as just because the sea tends to swallow up people. Yeah, I guess. Like, literally. Just. Anyway, I don't want to sacrifice things to Poseidon, because I kind of think he's a dick. So. I don't You like... don't think all the other ones are dicks? Oh, I think they're, they're, a lot of them are all dicks. Zeus especially. Fuck Zeus. I know you have cursed this podcast, but fuck you. Yeah, uh, those of you who are listening, Charlie and I had set out to record on Thursdays. Yes. The past three, four episodes have been issues. We may I have lost Ze- an episode at one point. Like, Zeus, I'm pretty sure, is out to get us. We've had injuries, we've had tech issues, we've had our works hit I us. have a new mic! I don't know if y'all notice the difference, but I have a new mic. I forgot to mention that. So that that is one thing that is fixed. Now if we can fix Maybe. my... I mean, so far it's not crashing my computer. It was crashing my computer the, one... the last time I recorded something. The one week I cracked my head off a cabinet because my kitchen is out to get me. Yeah, Taylor keeps falling, like, a lot. The one week I fell... Picking up my or- my Fruit Loops. I j- Y'all, don't spill Fruit should, Loops. Should we start a Patreon so I can buy a bubble to put Taylor in? That is that is the that is that it. is the goal of our Patreon. That is going to be the first goal if we ever get a to get <laughs> to get a bubble to put you in, so you don't get, get hurt. Me going. Or um, but occasionally it's Joe who gets hurt, and I'm like, yeah, Joe got hurt today. Yeah, he's okay. Did you send him hugs for me? I did. Good. But then he forced me to eat soup that I didn't want to eat. Well, so you win some, you lose some. But yeah, so uh, that's a little view into what's been going on in our world. Behind the scenes, um, little stuff for you. We're still coming out with the episodes. Just occasionally they don't go as planned. Occasionally we and have a occasionally, lot of Most of them. We're cursed. It's okay. Um, Percy Jackson is also cursed. I mean, is he? Let's let's talk about this chapter. He basically says in the first page of the book that he's cursed. I mean, but we're not talking about the first page of the book. We're talking about chapter seven. My dinner goes up in smoke. Fine, he's cursed because he just made the pretty princess girl dripping wet with toilet water. Yeah, yeah. We love pretty princess girl. Everything, like... Now I've been sitting on, like, the scene of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, going back to it mentally as we go forward mm-hmm. in this chapter, I get grossed out even more every time I think about, like, getting sprayed with bathroom water. Especially at a camp. I mean, okay. Can you imagine how... Okay, at a camp, I can understand. If it's just, like, regular bathroom water and nobody is, like, there's not actively, like, shit in the oh, yeah. bathroom, like, I'm like, okay. I'm, a, I'm sort of okay with my bathroom. I literally just clean it. I clean it. Like, if, if it's just a regular bathroom, okay. But camp bathrooms are kind of disgusting. So, that's a different animal altogether. Yeah, and so I just... That's what I was thinking about when we started this chapter and Annabeth is dripping wet and how I would be un-okay. Be un-okay. Yeah. <sighs> I like how there's a metal shop. Is the metal shop just the Hephaestus cabin? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Nobody else forges their own shit. It's only the Hephaestus cabin. I was like, is it but is it a separate building or is it just the Hephaestus cabin? That's what I need to know. Or is it built on to the back of the Hephaestus cabin? I feel like at some point, like either I don't know, I feel like this could end up being a bonus episode or something. Where we just talk about how like a lot of YA media like has to like group children together in like these certain ways. And like the Hephaestus mm. cabin is very stereotyped to like they do the forgery stuff. That's it. Bye, guys. You have your your one shtick. You do not get anything else. They do give us one of the best characters in the first series, so. Yeah, that's true. And one of the best characters in the second series. That is also true. I love both of these. I love- that's a good thing to look forward to if you're interested in the Hephaestus cabin. Oh, everyone. And then you have the arts and crafts room, which are just... The satyrs are sandblasting a giant... Marble statue of a goat man. Mm, I wonder who that goat man might be. I wonder who that be. goat man is. <laughs> I don't know why, but the way we said that just made me think of what's inside this broom-shaped parcel. <laughs> I wonder who this goat man is. <laughs> hey, some people might not know who it is yet. Well, I don't know what to tell you. They'll find out. I'll talk about him eventually. He becomes a big thing in the next book, and then... Two episode, two books at the fourth book. <laughs> Math. I can't count. You can't. Wait. What is counting? Taylor, you're gay. You can't do math. That's true. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's happening? Um. Also, the fucking lava wall. <laughs> That's another that thing is not that I safe. mentally can't handle. That is not safe. I hmm. I feel like they have to resurrect campers a lot because do of the that. Apollo, do the Apollo students just sit students? down at the bottom of the... Er, oh, sorry. Students. Do the Apollo campers just, like, sit down at the bottom of the lava wall, just waiting to be needed? They can't do anything yes. else the rest of the day. No, they're, they're the only ones who are there. allowed to spot people on the wall. Because, like, it's a, it's, mm. a, it's a climbing wall, so they gotta have, like, somebody spotting you, right? Yeah. So, they're the only ones who are allowed to do that. Nobody else. Do you think there'd be, like, specific cabins worth of kids that'd be really good at the lava wall? I mean... I feel like Ares would be decent because of the... Yeah, I was gonna say, Ares because of, like, strength. I was gonna say, nobody has, um, fire things that could be helpful right now. (laughs) So, so... I feel like if Artemis had children... I feel like if 
if Artemis had children, they'd be good. Because there's, I feel like the hunters are canonically good at the lava wall. I think I feel like that's a thing. Because I just feel like they're very light and like very agile, Mm -hmm. so I feel like they'd be able to do it very well. I feel like the Hephaestus kids would make it up the least harmed by the fire just because Hephaestus. See, I think the opposite, because I don't think they're super, like, strong in that way. Like, remember, it's also climbing. And a lot of the Hephaestus kids, I I feel like, I don't know. That's, but, like, if you're metal forging all day, you you are going to be strong. I also Especially wonder, at her body strength. I wonder if a lot of Hephaestus kids have, like, a fear of falling. Because, you know, like, Athena kids um, have this kind of fear of spiders that we see later on. And Hephaestus was thrown from Olympus and, like, fell. So I I wonder if some Hephaestus kids have a fear of falling. That'd be interesting. Hmm. See, I'm coming Uh, up with some theories here. So Percy is sorry about the toilets. Uh... Oh, I love that. So in my notes, my my first note is just um, how does one make a lava wall? I want to know how it's how they fucking made that. I mean, gods, I guess, but like, logistically, who theoretically is the god of lava? Hephaestus. That's what I. That's see that. That's where I was mentally going with the lava wall and the Hephaestus kids. He's the god of volcanoes. Well, see, that's what I thought, but then I was worried I was wrong. No, you're, so maybe, you're right. maybe, maybe he rigged it up for him. Maybe the Hephaestus kids rigged it up for him. I mean, they've had the camp forever. Oh, that reminds me of a tweet I saw. Um, <laughs> I think I retweeted on the of the eldest gods account um, that um, Mount Etna was like oh, yeah, something was did. happening there, and I was just like, well, I guess that um, something's happening with Typhon. That's a mythology reference with Euphoria. He canonically lives under Mount Etna. And I guess he's rumbling right now. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Okay. We're never going to talk about this fucking chapter on page one of this chapter. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah, so he's apologizing to Annabeth. And he's like, it's not my fault. And then he's like, "Mm, it is my fault. And And Annabeth just really wants him to talk to the Oracle. Ooh, the, the Oracle? Hmm. Hmm. As I stroke my non-existent beard. Uh, I was like, what are our facial hair? I just kind of stroke the air around my chin. And so she's like, I'll ask Chiron. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, because Chiron's going to be like, yeah, let's go. If he didn't already think that already. Okay, I have a question here. So, what are them? those are the naiads. Yeah, they're wearing blue jeans and w- green t-shirts. I want to know why they're wearing blue green, blue green, blue jeans and green t-shirts. I don't know. Maybe they. W- I mean, it's probably maybe they so wanted that Rick- to fit in better. It's so that Rick doesn't have to describe naked women. That's probably the reason. Well, I mean, they could like be wearing like flowy dresses or something yeah. that are more like naturey. Yeah. But I feel like if this was totally accurate, they would be naked. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, most definitely. Also, they have brown hair. I don't know. Is it brown in the yeah, water? I, <laughs> I imagine Gross. their outfits is... It's like, it's like blue and green because water, but also it's brown. 
Because why? <laughs> Who knows? Especially around New York. Yeah. We'll talk about that in four books. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I forgot when it actually came into play. I remember these things. I don't remember anything about my own life. But I remember things I'm about Percy Jackson. Uh, More important. So it's, these are the naiads, and we'll talk Annabeth about that tells him not to flirt with them. It's, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I want to go home. Also, so, like, the way Annabeth is talking to him, she's she's still, still kind of, like, talking down to him. Like, have you not figured out what the heck is going on here yet? But, like, also, remember, this boy's gone through some trauma, Annabeth. Why is she the one explaining this to him? She's 12. She's, I know she's mature, but she's apparently not mature enough to be like, Percy, they're demigods. We're demigods. Have you not, do you understand this? Their gods are real. The Greek gods. The ones you learned about when you were paying I'm just going to start singing the songs from the musical. I think it's interesting because... Because she was seven when she got to camp. Yeah. So she's probably had that trauma has sort of not allowed her to age in that emotional way. I, I yeah, I feel like she's she's matured, but she hasn't matured emotionally. She's she's emotionally stunted sense of like logic, and I think that is also helped by other things. Which still haven't been mentioned in this chapter, have they? They haven't been mentioned, but they happen in this chapter. We find out. Yeah, we find out who. Literally on the next page. Because of Athena. Her mom. Yes. But also the fact that, um, so she's like, this is the only safe place on Earth for kids like us. And Percy's like, mentally disturbed kids. I'm not going on that rant again. I mean, let's let's be honest here. All demigods have trauma. All children have trauma. That's true. <laughs> like literally every child. Tell me that they don't. Mother, have one why the fuck did you birth them. me? That was traumatic. Well, yeah, that your your life starts traumatically. <laughs> that was that was meant to be both ironic and unironic at the same time. But it's like I I, I guarantee every child has had something bad happen to them by the age of five. You're right. You're right. Apparently, so I wasn't, like, dropped or anything as a kid. My mom describes it that I, like, dove off of chairs purpose. My sister um, gave herself a concussion, so my older sister, when she was one... Because she repeatedly flipped out of her crib because that's how she decided she wanted to get out. Um, I actually didn't get injured very much because I was very logical. I was, even as a baby, I was very, yeah. Um, my parents could not keep me into confined spaces because I would figure out how to get out of them very easily. Mm. And they'd just walk in and there I'd be like out of whatever they put me in. I wasn't injured or anything. I just managed to do it. And I was just talking to my mom the other day. Uh, my youngest sister's one, and she's starting to do it. And I'm very proud of her. See, you, but you also hurt yourself now. You wouldn't hurt yeah, yourself Yeah, I'm then. making up for it now. Can you please stop that? Just 
please? Uh, no. Uh, considering who my mother is, no. Like, my, my real-life mother consistently gets hurt. She fell out of our attic one time into our garage. This is very uh, One time she had a TV... One time she had a TV crash on her head, like... She's worse than I am. So, yes. So there, um, um, so Percy, uh, he's half human, half what? I think you know. Annabeth, can you just... I understand that she thinks he should know. But... But he doesn't. He doesn't. I feel like this is why she thinks Percy is really thick. Because as, as we go along... She often thinks, like, Percy is, like, a bit thick at times. And he can be. But right now, he's not thinking about that because he's fucking traumatized. And he has lived in- and she's lived in this world for five years. Yeah. I mean, she's no, she knew about it before she was seven, but, like, she's lived specifically- In Camp Applewood. But for five years, like, he, it is her life. He does get it. He he does end Eventually. up saying like God, we're half God. Also, I I like how this bit ends, like d- talking like Anubis, like demigods. That's the official terms are half bloods, and then he immediately assumes it's her dad is a god. Well, okay, I wanted to also talk about an assumption here because I have a note about what you said, mm-hmm. but she assumes Percy's dad has to be one of the Olympians, which you know. That's- I mean, that's classism. Would that be classism? I feel like <laughs> classism. Let's be clear. Um, Non-Olympians can have demigod children. Maybe that'll be important someday. Maybe not. You never know. Nobody can hear you winking, Taylor. I know they weren't meant to hear me winking. That was only for you. She winked with one eye and then the other eye and then both eyes. Just so y'all know. <laughs> I did it backwards that time. But yes, I love that um, Annabeth calls Percy out in his sexism. We we love this. Because he has to be like, who's your dad? And she's like, my dad's a human man. My mom is the god. <laughs> what? You assume it has to be a male god who finds a human female attractive? How sexist is that? And then he's just like, okay, then- here's your mom. Cabin six. Meaning... He doesn't know things like that. Fina, god of wisdom and battle. Then he's like, well, you must seem to know who my dad would be then. And she's like, no. Um, he's, his name is Undetermined. He's the god of not knowing things. <laughs> Maybe that's who my go- godly parent is. You go from Athena, the goddess of wisdom, to the god of not knowing things. Doesn't I know, know shit. useless information. I don't know things I should know. That's valid. I don't know how to do my taxes. My dad does them for me. That is something I do know how to do. Well, aren't you special? Unlike most people, I actually did have a class in high school that taught us that kind of stuff. Well, I didn't, so... Fucking Catholic school. I I mean, it's fucking most of the American education system. I'm in a very rare minority. This is just a PSA, because every episode we have to talk about this. Fuck the education system. Thank you. Back to our regularly regularly scheduled podcasts. <laughs> and I find it interesting, like, Percy's very 
stuck on this fact that my mom, his mom would have known and that her da- his dad loved her. And Annabeth is just very, like... I, I feel like... Eh. You know, it's just that, like, kid ideal that he has still stuck. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, everyone wants to think, like, their parents loved each other. That's just... That's just one of those things, you know? My parents divorced when I was one. I've never thought that about my well, parents. I feel like it's one of those things that you want to think. No. They are very incompatible. Never would have believed it. Guys, I have a very depressing life if you haven't picked up on any of it. Taylor is a depressing person. I don't know why I do a podcast with her. Thank you. Thank you That's for bringing it. For bringing us down all the time. You're welcome. It's my job. Uh, uh, Yeah, so she's, like, trying not to break his bubble, and then she she has to say, well, sometimes the gods don't claim their children, and you just don't know. And then that's when he thinks back to the Hermes kids, who... Well, yeah. I, I have a thought here. Maybe it might be spoilery, maybe not, but... So, do any minor gods claim their children? Because it seems like they do not. I think, so my thinking is they are not allowed to at this point. Oh. Okay, more depression. Depression. Um, so he assumes he's he's stuck there. I uh, take offense for the children of Aphrodite and Demeter right here. Her saying they're not a real powerful force. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that down too. Uh, Demeter is fucking terrifying. Demeter is a goddess of, like, plant life and the harvest. And, okay, she's kind of a goddess of the seasons themselves. So, yeah. theoretically, they could have, like, winter powers. The Eleusian Mysteries. The, the Eleusinian Mysteries. Oh, yeah, I missed a syllable in there. That's how it is. Maybe I did it wrong. I don't know. I I genuinely don't. I don't want to think that I'm right because I can't pronounce shit, but maybe I did it right. It's like, if you've ever seen Sky High, and I know you have, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, What's her name? Lila? Layla? Is that her name? Layla. Yeah, sorry. She has plant powers. The plant powers are pretty badass. plant powers are badass. Also... So, Aphrodite, I mean, goddess of sex and beauty, there's some powers that could be used there. I I said sex and beauty. Love and beauty. But also sex, yes. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, like, and even if you don't use those specific powers, it doesn't mean they're going to smell any less godly to monsters just because they're part of one of these weaker fighting gods. Yeah, I don't know. There were quotation marks there. I feel like everybody should be a year-rounder, or or at least for a little while, everyone should be a year-rounder. I think as a young kid, you should be. So you can train. That way, if you do want to go out in the real world, you're fine. So just treat Camp Half-Blood like school for a bit, and then... You go out into the real world when you're ready. 
theoretically, they should be there over the school year and then go home for the summer if they want to. But it's camp halfway. <laughs> I'm just so... saying, like, that would that would be that so would much make, better. That would make a lot more sense, actually. But, you know. Yeah. We made a um, summer camp. So... Yeah. It's so that kids and, can go to Hogwarts during the year and then they go to Camp Half-Blood during the summer. So you can do both. Course. Well, because mm. they're, they're in America. Wouldn't it be over morning? Is that the Fine. American you can, one? You can still be a, a British demic who goes to Camp mm. Half-Blood. I feel like that could be... <laughs> I Well, that's something I've thought about before. Like, do all of the Half-Bloods have to be in America? What if the gods go on vacation to fucking Australia and leave one there? Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, it goes back to that Western civilization Bullcrap. anger from no more. two episodes ago. No more Western civilization. Fuck that shit. Uh, so, we find out monsters can't get into the camp unless... They're summoned. Yeah, and who so would want to summon if you want to fight or jokes. if you want to be a jokester. Rude. So, yep. The borders are sealed to keep mortals as well as monsters out, which is why Sally couldn't come in. Even though she's a goddess, she should be able to come in. So, let her into camp. Yeah. Oh, so we also see then... Annabeth's um, necklace. For a second there. She's got a collar ring on there. I wonder if that's important. Wink, wink. <laughs> Why do I'm you actually wink? You just... just... <laughs> I don't know. I told you. I, like, walk around my house and wink at Joe just randomly. <laughs> Not even, like, in a sexual way. Just wink at him. It makes him angry. <laughs> um, so, Piercy's just like, so, theoretically, I could just leave right now. And she's like, yes, but also no. But also don't do that shit, man. Yeah, you're gonna die. Also, we learned that um, Mount Olympus is, um, is in the Empire State Building. It's a 600 floor. And you Percy... Take the Long Island Railroad and you get off at Penn Station. And Percy wanted to correct Annabeth for a second there. <laughs> but yeah, it was 102 like, floors. It's like, I'm not even going to try and figure it out. And then we get this... Uh, we get this line that Athena can get along with just about anybody except for Ares, and of course she's got the rivalry with Poseidon. Yeah, it's about to But I mean, that. aside from that, I think I thought we could work together. I thought you might know something. That explains so why she doesn't get you, along with Clarice. Yeah, if you're anybody who's like reading for the first time, just keep that in mind. Just for basically any character we meet, how Annabeth might react to them, just as a yeah sort of. And she wants a quest. She wants to get the fuck out. She wants to see things. She wants to prove herself. Yeah, poor Annabeth. Poor Princess Annabeth. And that's where he leaves her. She's she's off to do stuff. Um. So they get to the Hermes. He gets into the Hermes cabin. He just sort of sits down on his spot and on the Luke floor. And stole him some toiletries. Did he actually steal them? Yeah, like, we don't know... But I don't think he did in this case. I feel like somebody feel, else stole them. I don't know. I feel like as a counselor, because he is the Hermes counselor, he would just have access to them. But also Hermes. Yeah, but also. So he gets sleeping bag and toiletries. And Percy finds out that Luke has met his dad before. Mm-hmm. But Luke doesn't want to talk about it. 
Yeah. Nope. Angsty boy. Luke is... Luke is, um... He's an angsty teen! But he, he also, like, really helps Percy... Yeah. ...calm down, because he's the first person who's not asking him a million questions and is just more reassuring him. Yeah, you know, like, what they should have had somebody, you know, do with him the entire time? Not, like, pressuring him, like Anna- Chiron and Mr. D did, and then everything with Annabeth. Luke just I'm just mad sort at how of... everybody treats Percy. Except for Luke yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, Luke is just like, yeah. And then he he finally gets to ask the questions. Like, and he's... Yeah, Percy should be the one who's asking the questions and not being told, like, yeah. wow, why don't you Shut know up. this? Yeah. And then that's why you find out, we also find out Luke... Went on a quest. Um, went on a quest, and he, so we know something bad happened. So he went to the, the, the Garden of the Hesperides. I think that's how you would say it. Hesper- I thought it was Hesperides. Hesperides. I always say Hesperides. That sounds right, actually. Because whenever you see that D-E-S in Whenever I see it Greek, spelled it's out, I never hear people say it. I'm just like, Hesperides. Because I can't pronounce things unless they're said. Um, but there, yeah, there is so, um, a dragon who guards that, so maybe he got in a fight with the dragon, is my thinking. So, since then, nobody's been allowed to go on a quest. They haven't been allowed to leave unless they're, of course, one of the kids that isn't a year-rounder. Um, and then it's dinner time. Yeah. And um, Percy knows that it is a conch shell that is being blown. Even though he's never heard one before. Maybe that's important. I don't know. I like his his um seeing the naiads in um the dryads like coming out of the water in the trees. Yeah. Like that that imagine that you're just like walking along and a person just comes out of a tree. Yeah, they do. And you're like, okay. That's fine. No need to worry. And also why could they not have more than one table for cabin eleven? They don't. They don't say how many are in the cabin. I just squeeze onto the edge of the bench with half my butt hanging off. Okay. Why? Okay. Big question here. Why do the fucking gods at Olympus care who sits at what fucking table? Yes, it. It's like a representation of the god, but also, it's a table. Friends, you can have friends in other cabins. It is a table. Who the fuck cares? I'm just mad. I know. I'm mad about the 12 Olympians. Because they suck. Yes. They do. Um, so, we're basically just having dinner here at this point. We're having dinner. Uh, they, they all say to the gods. They find out that you can you can just, like, tell your cup whatever you want to drink. And it's... So he gets blue cherry coke. Because I hold up my blue Powerade. <laughs> that you drink every episode? I have to. It's purposeful here. Uh, yeah, so they get up finally to go... They're having smoked brisket, which is very fancy for camp. Interesting. Yeah! Um, and they take it up and they do, do the sacrifice. And it looks like they like the smell. Yeah, that is a thing for the gods. They, they just, like, inhale the smell 
of the sacrifices. I feel like I didn't actually say that in the, the sacrifice thing. That's it. And he, he like, expects it to smell terribly, but it, it just smells like the food. I thought it smelled better and I think, or something. Well, normally it smells, well, yeah, it yeah. smells like hot chocolate and hamburgers and wildflowers and uh, it just, just smells nice. And they also, like, unlike how I described what they have to sacrifice, they just put whatever, they put a little, like, piece of, like, their food, even the good parts in there. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't have to do that. Just give them some bone. Zeus liked that bone, apparently, or at least Prometheus tricked him into liking it. <laughs> Zeus liked that bone. Yeah. I mean, he does, um, he does like to bone. A lot. But does he like the bone? Um. Is there any cases of that? Is is the bone referring to a man's penis? Or? Yes. Ganymede. Yes. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. So, that's, that's the one that I always bring up. I don't remember if he has any other male lovers, but, uh, that's the one that I always know about. He's like, this guy looks cute. He then steals him and is like, you're gonna be my cupbearer now. And also my side guy. We're gonna fuck sometimes. <laughs> Classic Zeus. Just steals people and makes them immortal so he can fuck them. Mm-hmm. Unless they're women. The- yeah. <laughs> you gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Especially if Hera finds out. Uh, <coughs> is she okay with Ganymede? I mean, it's not a woman, so maybe she doesn't feel threatened. Which... Maybe because they can't have a child, like... That's fair, actually. But also... Okay. They're gods. Procreation is different. That's true. Anyway. (sighs) Yeah, so Peter Johnson. Um, That's my favorite thing, okay? Peter Johnson. Gets up to do the announcements and is like, personally, I couldn't care less, but congratulations. Also, I had to tell you that we have a new camper today. Peter Johnson. Chiron murmured something. <laughs> Percy John- Percy Jackson. See, I almost did it. Percy Johnson. Peter and Jackson. They all- <laughs> and they all go off to a sing-along and eat s'mores and... Have fun. And around a campfire, dancing on campfire. <laughs> and he and he just he says he feels at home. That's cool. And he he literally sleeps with the Minotaur's horn, like wrapped like in his hands. That's cute. Like a teddy bear. I guess. I don't know how to describe that. Yeah. Okay. Any any final thoughts about the chapter? Or have you? Um, is there anything that I I forgot in my notes? I don't think so. Peter Johnson. That's the most important thing to take away from this chapter. Peter Johnson. Okay. Do you have a plug? Oh, well, I did have- plug whichever one you want. I was gonna say I did have a plug, but then Taylor stole it. So no. Oh. Actually, when we brought up this plug, I said it first and then was willing to give it to Charlie. I had already written mine down, so. (laughs) I always have mine written down. Well, I had written mine down. But you can do it. You can do. Okay. How about we do this as a joint plug and we both have our own plugs? Okay. 
we will we'll each have okay. two plugs, but three yes. all so together. Both... <laughs> yes, we are both plugging WandaVision. WandaVision! It just ended. I know, like, personally, Scarlet Witch has been my favorite hero for a long time. But it's, like, a, the first time a lot of people are really getting into her story. So I was I very just, excited to have the show. I, I really want to sell people on the show. Like, even if you're not a Marvel person, I feel like you would like it. Or at yeah, least, like, the beginning not... bit, especially. Well, and even, like, the superpowers. And, like, this isn't necessarily a spoiler if you know anything about Scarlet Witch. Her witch is in her name. It's more magic yeah, than superhero stuff yeah it's different. so it's like i don't know um, i want to sell people I, on this. yeah and like the first few episodes like the first three episodes are just so funny yeah if you like sitcoms it, you'll definitely like the first three episodes and like and i love sitcoms at that point you just have so many questions so you have to keep watching yeah you get sucked in by like oh look it's a sitcom and then you're like wait but why uh, and it's if you do watch it, make sure you uh just sort of fast forward through the credits to make sure there's not an end credit. Yeah, scene because yes, it's not you... like other Marvel properties, but it is still Marvel, so end credit scenes. And it's not every episode; it's only certain episodes. So just do a I quick. I think it's little... only like the last couple of them, but yeah. So just do a quick little forward fast forward thing yeah. just to double check i i just think it's even so there's some like specific marvel stuff in it obviously and i think they do a good but job of making it still kind of self-contained accessible. where it is very accessible anything you, even if you have yeah anything that you need to know about these characters is explained in the show i believe yeah so and actually even like expands on it yes so it does expand you would you, you would actually get more really so I I I loved I the just, show. I love. I want to sell non Marvel fans Olsen. on the show. Yeah, I love Lizzie Olsen so much. I love Paul Bettany too. But I, like, I, I love the fact that I have Lizzie. the same bathrobe. <laughs> I found that Good. out the other day. I was like, "Shit, I have the same bathrobe that she wears in this one scene." I should cosplay that one moment. <laughs> I almost. I almost did a cosplay of Scarlet Witch, like, the Avengers one. And then I was like, nah, too angsty, doesn't really... It would just... It's it's not true to her character, like, mm. the the comic character. So I, I went against well, it. But now... I like her sitcom costume. versions. Okay, I don't know why, but I really liked her I red hoodie. I her 50s dress. I liked her in the red hoodie. That was all, yeah. like, because... I'm not going to talk about things, but I just loved that look. Yeah. Yeah. As I wear I mean, a hoodie right now. Yeah. I, I loved her 50s dress. Like, um, also, this isn't a spoiler necessarily, unless you really don't want to know any behind the scenes. But for the 50s episode, Paul Bettany wore butt pads to make his butt bigger for the pants. Tiny butted man. So that's that's what you are missing if you haven't seen WandaVision. Uh, if you don't have Disney Plus, I would highly recommend getting Disney Plus at this point. Yeah, just get Disney Plus in general. Do that, like, but also get one. Honest, WandaVision. Honestly, if I 
If my, so, I the only one of my streaming services I don't pay for is Netflix. But I don't, and that's pay just because my dad. Because I mooch. Well, you. Wait, don't you live with I your am parents? A mooch. I I use my dad's Netflix because he's my dad. Um, but oh, uh, if I were to get rid of any of my all of my streaming services, I would still either keep just Disney Plus or Hulu. Would be the two I would have a hard time giving up. Hmm. I'm very much a fan of Hulu, which is just part of Disney now. So I would have a hard time getting rid of Netflix. See, My favorite I, I shows only... are on Netflix. See, Netflix, I just watch, like, the comedy specials, and that's about it. What are your other plug? What is what is your other plug? Blah, blah, blah. My other plug, well, it's, it's sort of a two-part plug. Um, the Coming to America franchise. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, Coming to America came out in the late 80s, and it's about Prince Akeem. And he's this this African prince who who decides to come to America to find his wife, um, specifically in Queens, and it's it's so funny. Um, Hersenio Hall plays his best friend. His dad is um, James Earl Jones. Like it, it's basically a who's who of uh, black actors at the time, and then you even see Samuel Jackson briefly. It. That that is a movie that makes me laugh and has aged decently. Now the reason I bring it up is a couple of weeks ago, uh, coming to America. That's a two in the middle. Released uh, its its sequel. Um, it's Akim and his wife have children, and it's their life running the kingdom. When he finds out he has a bastard child because of Arsenio Hall's character, and it's. So funny. Not as good as the first one. Um, the first one is rated R, the second one is PG-13, so you miss a little bit of funny humor there. Um, but once again, it's just like a who's who of Black Hollywood, and it's so great. Like, Morgan Freeman is there as Morgan Freeman. He just, he's, and I love he's it. himself? Yeah, he plays himself. It's It's great. I love it. Uh, so, I, I I super recommend those movies. If you only watch one of them, watch the first one. But hmm. uh, it's also the I think it's the only movie he's ever let one of his kids be in with him. Uh, one of his daughters plays one of his daughters in the movie. He he normally tries to keep them out of the Hollywood ish stuff. Okay. Yeah, that is that is my my plug. All right, my my second plug. Here we go. Here we go. It's gay. It's very gay. Um, so I'm gonna plug me and AU, which is a podcast I have re-listened to many many times. It is a queer romance audio drama where these these two girls fall in love through um this fandom that they're into and these fanfics that they write and it's just very cute and adorable. <sighs> I just have feelings about it. And also Kate, the main character, is very relatable. Like, very relatable. Ugh, I just have feelings. I I have no words, just vibes. 
just vibing. It's really cute. And and one of my friends voices the main character Kate. <laughs> my friend Mina is the is the voice actor who does the the main character on the show. Oh, I didn't I didn't actually know that. I've never listened to it. Well, you suck. So, I'm aware. Well, that wasn't new news to me. <laughs> That's good. Uh, new news is redundant. Sorry. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know you're redundant and you suck. <laughs> oh yeah. So just just listen to me and AU if you like gay and you like fandom. It's they also you like the gay. That's the f- other fun thing about the the show. Um, the creator of it like made up a fandom for them to be obsessed with because. That was easier than using something that already exists. So, it's cool. And it's very Canadian. A. That's it. Okay. <laughs> lovely. Lovely. I are we... Are we satisfied with our care? For th- I don't know why I started doing Baymax's line. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything more to say, Taylor? Are you good? I, I think I am semi-okay right now. That's good. I'm glad you're okay. Because I hate you. But also I love you. Me too. I also hate me. And also love you. No! Haha! <laughs> she failed her test. Haha! <laughs> you failed, Taylor. Now I want you to get out of your fucking closet. You can follow the podcast socials at of the eldest gods pod on Instagram and at of the eldest gods on Twitter. You can send an iris message to us through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com. You can follow me, Taylor, at Taylor from Cabin Six on Instagram and Historical Femme spelled F E M M E on Twitter. Catch me on episodes of the Restricted section, Hell from Elsewhere, and True Stories of a Tryhard. You can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, mainly Instagram and Tumblr. But on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm not salty about. No, not at all. Uh, I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use, at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac. That's M-A-C-K. And I also have another podcast called Fandom's Gone Wrong, where my mom and I talk about movies, TV shows, books, and whatever other fandoms we enjoy. You can find that on all the major podcasting apps. Our music was written by Nora Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian Emmerich. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your pod. She's the host of Siblings and Fandoms, where Nora and her sister Maddie talk about fandoms they're part of, ones they're not, and everything in between. She's also the host of Modern Musical Origin, which is an informative show delving into the history of different instruments and styles of music. 
You can find both of those pods on all the major podcasting apps. We are proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod, with lots of spoilers all the time, and the Movie Night Crew. Join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies. What's up, potheads? It's me, your host, Christina. Welcome to the restricted section. No, we're not in Hogwarts. It's like a metaphor. Do you get it? Like, we're raunchy, and we get drunk, and we make sex jokes, and we have an all-spoilers-all-the-time policy, so, you know, it's like the restricted section. I've been told that explaining jokes makes them funnier. If you've ever wondered how the Marauders map actually works, if you've ever thought that maybe Snape sometimes wears jeans, if you've ever thought that Draco and Harry are for sure in love, I mean, they're for sure in love. If you've ever had a hard time deciding who you'd rather bang, Bill or Charlie, obviously Charlie, then this podcast is for you. You don't even have to do the reading. We'll do it for you. Catch the Restricted Section every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts and find us online at Restricted Section Pod. Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. I did. I zone out a lot. Like, I am still listening, but, like, my eyes will just... That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.